welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. I'm your host, Lonnie Swain. I'm a media veteran, digital content creator, and strategist. My career has required many cross-country relocations from my hometown of New Orleans to Baltimore, St. Louis, Chicago, Dallas, back to New Orleans, and now Miami, Florida. The purpose of this show is to remind you that everyone has to go through something to get somewhere. I lead personal and professional development conversations in hopes of inspiring you to live your best and most authentic lives. And just a reminder, I always love to know what you think about the podcast. So don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the show. All right. On today's episode, joining me is Jennifer Vassell. Jennifer is the author and founder of I Am Unique, a children's book series and self-love brand aimed to inspire girls and women to rise above their insecurities and share their unique gifts with the world. Jennifer's interest in entrepreneurship peaked when she heard a life-changing sermon on New Year's Eve 2012. In 2014, she published her debut book entitled My Channeled Energy, a collection of poems and short stories written over a span of 20 years. It became an Amazon number one bestseller in two categories. Her main focus now is building the I Am Unique brand. Her work has been featured in Forbes, Black Enterprise, and today. I Am Unique has touched the lives of children across the U.S. and internationally, reaching places like France, the Philippines, United Kingdom, and Kenya. What Jennifer's most proud of, though, is being able to inspire others to tap into their natural gifts and live life with purpose and intention. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Hi, Lonnie. Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure is all mine. So uh, coming from that introduction and reading your bio, I got to know, what was this sermon about in 2012? Yeah, so it was a New Year's Eve sermon. That night, I didn't go anywhere um, you know how typically you go some people go to clubs or go out for the night but I chose to stay home and bring in the new year watching Bishop Dale Bronner and that honestly was the aha moment that changed the trajectory of my life and career the call to action was don't die with your gifts still on the inside of you impart to others what was entrusted to you That was Mm. my aha moment. That was the thing that got me out of my seat and actually put in the work to make my channeled energy a reality. Like I always had the gift of writing. I wrote my first poem at the age of six, my first short story at eight and was published Mm -hmm. by nine. But I didn't know that writing could be a viable career. I just didn't see anyone who looked like me who was doing it. And so I ended up getting a bachelor's and a master's degree in business administration. But everything changed when I heard that sermon. That was my call to action to actually share my writing gifts. And so at the top of the the year in 2013, I started compiling poems and short stories that I had written from age six to 26, and then later published it in 2014 on my birthday. I love, love, love that. 
And what were you doing before professionally when you heard this sermon? So I was in the corporate HR field. I went to school for business. My master's degree is in business as well with a focus in HR management. And so Mm -hmm. I came out of grad school looking for employment and I I decided to enter the HR space and I had different different positions within HR. A lot of times people think HR is all about hiring and firing, but it's so much more. There's different centers of excellences that I worked under. I was a part of the compensation and benefits team at one employer. I also worked on the analytics team. And then lastly, immigration. So I had a very wide range of expertise within HR, but I always knew that I wanted to do more. I had a creative spirit. I always was a creative. I just didn't know how to make it my career. I saw that you posted something on Instagram Mm -hmm. fairly recently about when you were working, you had a boss tell you something that I think plenty of us can can relate to that we've had a boss that told us something that wasn't very uplifting or kind about your contributions not really impacting the business. Yes, that feedback that I received was in 2015. And I had a disagreement with my managers at the time about my performance review rating. I got a three, which is a successful contributor, while a one is unsuccessful and a five is exemplary. So I disagreed because the year prior I had put in I started raising my hand more and I started adding more value to the to the organization and just volunteering for more opportunities and then showing my value because the the prior year I hadn't I had gotten the same three. And so my question to them was why am I getting the same rating as I did the year prior when I did considerably more. So I came in into the meeting sharing examples of how I went above and beyond and why I felt like I deserved a four or even a five. And I told them after seeing the three, it really felt like a slap in the face and I felt unmotivated. Well, one Mm -hmm. of the managers said to me, Jennifer, you're a great employee. I don't want you to feel unmotivated, but your contributions didn't directly impact the business. And that really hit me because I I was putting in more hours and I really wanted to show my value. But then something clicked and let me think to myself and say, I have my own gifts and my own talents and I can create my own impact. So that same year, I actually had a flash drive with an outline of I Am Unique because while I was doing putting together my channeled energy, I didn't want to distract myself from putting together the poetry and short stories. So I had saved a quick outline detailing what the character is going to be, what the storyline is going to be, and I saved it on my flash drive. But when I got that feedback from the manager, I went back home, went on that flash drive, and then started fleshing out what is now the children's book, I Am Unique. And it was later published in 2016. And I was just having a conversation with a girlfriend. And I said, you know, when the universe is trying to push you out of your comfort zone, it'll make you really uncomfortable. 
where you were. And yeah. it's so funny that I feel like, you know, we all have stories like that where we're working at our job and we're, you know, collecting a, a good paycheck or something, but we're made to feel or not valued the way that they should be. And that is the catalyst to pursue what, you know, our heart's been wanting to do all along. Just that mm-hmm. little extra push you needed to be like, okay, I've been having this stuff on a flash drive, but tonight I'm going to flush it out <laughs> and I'm going to get started because, you know, I know I've been making contributions and, and it's mm-hmm. unfortunate that you all don't see them. And on your Instagram post that you shared that with, you said when you shifted to focusing on your gifts, now your story is making an impact in over you know 1.9 million homes across greater Los Angeles and reaching people in France and internationally and things like that. How does it feel now retelling that story and knowing you know where you are today? It feels amazing. You know, if someone would have told me what my life would be like right now, and it's definitely not a bed of roses now, but if someone were to tell me that it would look like this, I probably wouldn't have believed them. And mm-hmm. when you're in the pain and when you're in the struggle, you really don't see that light at the end of the tunnel, but it really feels great that I can now, now that I've gone through that trench, that I can look back and say, I overcame it and this is how I've been able to and so can you. So I think the messaging is just really powerful that I can be able to say that because a lot of times we're all in the thick of it, but we don't know what is on the other side because we don't see an example that looks like us or or we can relate to that, that we can aspire to um, be or even to drive us to that next step. Exactly. And as a creative entrepreneur, you know, you had that moment in 2015, you published in 2016. What were some of the moments in the trenches that you experienced from, you know, fleshing out to publication? I think the thing that I struggle with most is having faith and believing Mm -hmm. that I can, I can see whatever it is that I'm going through, through, it just, I have to stop and think sometimes, why would God give me this vision or why would God give me these gifts if I wasn't equipped to do it? And, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just so hard um, having that faith when, when things are not going the way you want it to, or as quickly Mm -hmm. as you want it to. So the things that I have Mm -hmm. to struggle with is really being patient. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I feel like I'm my own teacher. I'm here saying be patient, but I have to tell myself that all the time, even now, when I see things that are aligning, but they're not coming to pass yet. So it's that faith Uh that I have to see it through. I don't know if you've seen this meme, but there's this this guy, he was mining for gold or some sort of diamond, and he turned around, and if he had just whacked at the dirt one more time, he would have reached the jackpot. So I always oh, wow. have that in the back of my mind. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. share that, that image with you, but yeah, he, he turned around, and if he, had just, if he had just hit it one more time, he would have gotten that goal. So I always have that in the back mm-hmm. of my mind that I can't stop. I have to be patient and I have to have the faith to keep going even when it's hard. 
aside from that meme, like what do you do when you're hitting that roadblock and you're feeling like, okay, you know, I'm not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I've been doing all of these things or, you know, all of the things that I think I should be doing. And uh, I feel like I should be getting closer to my goal. uh, But it doesn't appear that way in the natural what are are some of the things that you did or were able to remind yourself of in those moments to keep going to see it through to fruition to publication sometimes when i get in those moments i still have it get experience in now is to look back at the work that i've done like i'm definitely an overachiever and I always keep going, going, going. And, but I don't take the time to look back at how far I've come. And anytime Mm -hmm. that I feel like slowing down or giving up, I go back and I read the feedback that people send to me or the reviews that, that I receive from unique or someone will say, you know, thank you so much um, for writing this story. I have a birthmark or I have something that I'm insecure about. Thank you for writing this. Thank you for your bravery. So those affirming words help me to keep going. I also write affirmations and I put them around in my bathroom or in my room. Keep that line of sight. One of my favorite affirmations is God is aligning people, places and opportunities in my favor. I just have to believe. And so when I get or when I get that, I listen to that or read that. Mm-hmm, which I love social. that. Yes. So my social media, the people that I follow are very much, they either entertain me, they inspire me, or they inform me in some way. And if they don't fit in those three categories, I either mute them or unfollow them. And mm-hmm. so when I'm down or if I'm in a rut, I look at those people who are killing it and they're killing their dreams and accomplishing their goals. And that kind of revs me up to get puts gas in my empty tank because mm-hmm. you gotta keep gas in that tank you know mm-hmm. that's and it and it'll sometimes you know you have your moments where you feel like you can get real far on a tank and sometimes you gotta keep <laughs> filling up every day <laughs> every hour every minute you know yes, it's just yes. even harder to keep gas in there and and you mentioned your birthmark. This is the first time mentioning it in the conversation. So my birthmark is something that I used to be insecure about. And it covers a quarter of my back and it comes across on my shoulder as well. And when I was growing up, well, first of all, I, I realized that I had a birthmark when I was around seven or eight-ish. I didn't think anything of it at first, but I started looking around and noticed that no one around me had this this large thing on their shoulder or any or any sort of physical difference. And so that caused mm-hmm. me to feel insecure about it, especially when people asked questions like, what is that? Are you uh, did you is that a bruise? Did you is that a burn? Those kind of questions made me feel insecure because I don't really like the spotlight on me. And so I remember from my high school prom, I had the makeup artist cover up my birthmark with foundation because in my mind, I wanted to be absolutely beautiful. Fast forward to today, I realized that no one should feel so insecure that they cover up a piece of who they are. And that was really the inspiration behind I Am Unique, where the main character, Erin, has a birthmark on her face. 
and a passion for acting. She wants to trial for her school play, but her friend tries to discourage her. So then she has to figure out if she's going to let a perceived flaw get in the way of her dream. So the overall message is whatever your birthmark is, it's supposed to be the message of the birthmark, quote unquote, birthmark is to be taken literally and then also figuratively. Whatever your birthmark is, it could be a childhood scar. It could be crooked teeth or maybe something that we can't physically see but to rise above it and Mm -hmm. share whatever your gifts are with the world especially in the world where if your butt's not the size you want it to be get plastic surgery if you know where everything now seems to be about covering up things or changing the things that are not perceived as beautiful how did you come to embrace what made you unique as opposed to wanting to be uniform with everyone else so i started getting over my birthmark insecurity when i was 18 i went off to college and I was in a new environment, new people, new experiences. And one day I just thought, you know what, I need to get over this. Let me, I, if someone makes a comment about it, I'm going to just tell them it's a birthmark. It's no big deal. So slowly but surely, I just started throwing on tank tops, tube tops, sundresses. And then it it's funny because I remember just looking to my left and right to see if anybody was looking or staring. Nobody was. And if they were and they asked about it, I would just say, oh, it's a birthmark nonchalantly. So I got over it when I was 18. But that was about a 10 year struggle period where I was I was living beneath my potential or hiding a part of myself because of this insecurity. And so with the I am unique brand, I want to shorten that 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 period where a child is struggling, a child or even an adult, because I talked to adults too that never fully addressed the insecurities that they had when they were younger, that they developed when they were younger. Did you feel like by saying, okay, I'm wearing these tank tops, you started to kind of equally not be bothered by it? You noticed it less, whereas when you're, you know, making every effort to cover it up, you're so much more aware of it. Yeah, I think that played a very big role. Just, I think, growing up and becoming more self-aware and realizing that I have the power to to dictate how I you know, dress or how I portray myself. And I think it just, I think it just came with a level of maturity. And as mentioned before, that took 10 years to, or a little over 10 years to get to that point. And I want to create something or I have created a brand where that time period can be shortened, where kids and adults can know that they don't have to cover up a part of themselves in order to be who they truly are. Do you think that it's something that parents can do to help kids or is it really an inside job? I think parents can help to facilitate the conversation if they see something in, if they notice their child is exhibiting certain insecurities or if they're, if they see their child being uncomfortable in certain situations, I think that parents can have those open and honest conversations with the child and to to address it right when it right from the start because when it isn't 
addressed, when it goes unaddressed, then these children grow up to be adults carrying that same trauma, that carrying that same trauma, same insecurity that they never fully address. So I think parents helping to navigate those conversations can help. One of the things that we have with the I Am Unique story is a parent guide that comes with discussion discussions, questions, activities that they can do before, during, and after reading to help facilitate the conversation of what is the insecurity or what is a gift, what is a talent, and helping kids to embrace what what makes them unique. Transitioning from HR to author, how did you go about marketing your book and marketing yourself? I started sharing more about myself and what I do. So one of the biggest barriers for me that I had to overcome last year was that my LinkedIn page was all HR focused. Everybody I followed was in the HR space. Um, All my colleagues were there and I was really nervous about putting my business and my creative endeavors up there because I just felt like, oh, I don't want to have, I was still working in corporate America at the time and I didn't want people, I didn't want to give people any opportunity to talk about what I was working on outside of my nine to five. Like I just felt like it was none of their business and I, and in order to avoid that, I just omitted that from my profile completely. But then I, when I got laid off last year, I realized that I need to, this is like, uh, this is something that I need to step out of my comfort zone and actually share because if I'm not out there sharing what I'm doing and sharing how I can be of service to others, then I'm pretty much non-existent. So I made the decision to start showcasing my work. One of the things that helped build my personal and professional brand is by using and leveraging social media. And that's how I've been able to spread the message of self-love through the I Am Unique brand is through social media and sharing what the message is and how we can help. And as a result of sharing on social media, we've been in places, our brand has been in places that we haven't even set foot in. So I know you read in my bio that Aaron has been to the Philippines and France and England and parts of Africa, all places that we haven't even been. So that was one thing that has helped with the transition is using and leveraging social media. The other thing has been live events. I go to a lot of conferences and and I'm a vendor at different events that are in alignment with the messaging. So with I Am Unique, we're very much about female empowerment, women empowerment, youth empowerment, youth development. So if we are looking for places to be a vendor at, they have to be in alignment with our messaging and our goals. And that has helped us build visibility with our brand by being able to connect with our audience and our community. The next mm-hmm. thing, too, that that I've done to help with the transition is to to build my profile as an industry leader or as someone who has credibility in my industry. And I've done that through pitching to media outlets. We pitch mm-hmm. to media outlets who, again, are in alignment with our messaging. I'm all about per- personal and professional development 
and youth empowerment and women empowerment. And so the places that we've reached out to or sought after, the journalists who we speak to, they write about those topics or even about children's books, whatever it is, we find that that commonality. And mm-hmm. as a result of us pitching to media outlets, the most recent result was being featured on the local news here in Los Angeles. And so the story mm-hmm. of I Am Unique was shared in 1.9 million homes across greater Los Angeles via the Spectrum News Cable Network. And then lastly, the other way that I've been able to market myself and transition from corporate to creative entrepreneur is through brand partnerships and influencer partnerships. A lot of times when you're starting out, you're not going to have those big numbers or those big audiences unless you're a public figure or a celebrity of some sort. But when you're first starting out, like ground zero, it's good to collaborate with brands who might have a larger platform or or might have a bigger following, but to make sure that there is a mutually beneficial relationship and to not only think of it as a personal game, but as a collaboration. And so I'm not too sure if you're familiar with the McClure twins. That was one of our most recent influencer partnerships. Forbes named them the top 10 influencers. And we shared the story with them. We asked if they would be, they would be interested in sharing the, the book on their platforms. And they were so great to work with. And they shared our book on their YouTube wow. and Facebook pages. And they have over a million followers across their platforms. And the video was viewed over 150,000 times collectively on Facebook and YouTube. So it's about really working together to get the message out there. Those four strategies that I previously mentioned or mentioned just now really have helped with the transition. And it's really about putting yourself out there and deciding what you are willing to do to to be visible. And so did you learn everything yourself and do everything yourself? Or did you hire out to kind of guide you and say, hey, this is the path that I took. Here are some suggestions. So the path that I took first starting out, I didn't have the budget to hire out. And so I'm a big advocate for DIY, just doing things yourself and learning the ropes along the way, especially with creative entrepreneurship. A lot of times we're out here looking for an exact blueprint, not knowing that we're actually being called to create our own. So I really took that mentality into this while I was breaking into creative entrepreneurship. I still do DIY as I go, but then I'm also investing back into the business and working with people who have that level of genius that is definitely not my specialty. I do see where I need to hire against my weaknesses or work with people that are specialists in their own right. So for example, I did a speaking engagement last month and I knew I wanted to showcase that I am available for speaking. I hired a videographer who is excellent at capturing great videos, getting testimonials and editing. I could have someone who is less of an expert do it, but I knew that I wanted a certain level of aesthetic, so I invested in the videographer. Um, So when I do look at my business, I do see if there's areas, uh, things that I could do myself, or if I want to save the time and the headache, then I will hire out. What is your favorite act of self-care? My favorite act of self-care would have to be getting massages, like facials Mm. and hot stone treatments. 
Oh, I love hot stone treatments. Mm-hmm. What's something you wish you were better at? Hmm, that's a good one. I I wish I was better at delegating. I am definitely type A personality, and I'm the type of person who ha- the vision is so strong and in my mind, and I wanted to be. I want it to materialize exactly how I see it playing in my head. And what I've what I've come across sometimes is working with people who it doesn't it doesn't translate exactly as how I, how it's playing in my head and because for me it takes so much to explain it, I just rather do it myself. So I want to get better at delegating and finding the right people to help execute that certain vision. Look, are you a Virgo? No, I'm a Pisces. My sister's a Virgo, but no, I'm a Pisces. Oh, okay. Because you were saying with the type A. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is the ability to tap into your gifts and your talents and to do work that is meaningful to you and sets your soul on fire. And what's a quote or piece of advice that you live by? I really like Anais Nin's quote. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but she was a an essayist and a novelist. And I really yes. love the fact that she said, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. And yes. I live by that. Yeah, because I live by that because there was a time where I knew I was operating beneath my calling. And one day I just got tired of it and I made the decision to really put myself out there, even in moments when I was afraid or uncomfortable. You got to. To me, that's like the moment that you really start to fully live life, because when you're Mm so tighten that bud in that comfort zone. There's so many memes and things that go around that everything that you want is on the outside of that comfort zone. Yeah. And so that's when you when you really Yeah, that's when you really start to live. So I love that one. Um what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for being hardworking for having integrity and also for being courageous the shy quiet girl actually had a voice like i just want to for people to realize that even if they feel overlooked they have a voice there is a calling on their life and i just want to be remembered for just answering that call and being courageous to to put myself out there and keep going if someone wants to hear more of your voice and they want to mm-hmm. connect with you, how can someone do that? Your social media, website, where can people find you? If you would love to follow the brand, you can go to I Am Unique Book everywhere on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We just recently created a Pinterest account. So go ahead and follow that if you're into Pinterest. Our website is www.iamuniquebrand.com. And if you're interested in following my personal brand, that's Jennifer D. Vassal everywhere on social. And my personal website is jennifervassal.com. 
hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Please visit my website, LonnieSwain.com, where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, check out companion blog posts, show notes, and lots of other cool stuff. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Buzzsprout, CastBox, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and my website. I love and appreciate all of your feedback, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with at least three people who you think would enjoy it too or benefit from the information. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Talk to you soon.